mom, and welcome back to the Interesting Podcast, where we know a little about a lot. We're your hosts, Annika. And Paige. <laughs> that one just came out so awkwardly. I know. Um, anyway. <laughs> it's just never going to feel right, I've decided. It's just never going to feel like I should be saying my name into a microphone, unless it was for, you know, like a, a lineup. I I love my name, but I hate saying my name. You hate it never feels right. I'm like, am I pronouncing that correctly? <laughs> I hate pronouncing my name because I think it sounds like Kate for some reason when I say it. It's like the long A. Because mm. like anytime I'm at like Starbucks, like what's your name? I'm like Paige. Like Kate. I'm like Paige. Kate. Paige. Kate. All right. I'm Kate. Yep. Change our names to Monica and Kate. Monica. Exactly. Monica and Kate. That's it. Cool. Monica and Kate show. This is the Monica and Kate show. I don't like it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's let's talk about this episode. It's gonna be a two parter. Yeah, it is. It's gonna be our first it's our first two parter. I like two parters though. I do too, and I hope our audience enjoys it as well. It's only one way to find out. But and what is it a two parter of? I was just gonna ask you that. <laughs> it is about MK Ultra, which is yes. the CIA's mind control program, which sounds so fake. It does, right? I was like, and I know like some of our like friends out there are like, oh great, now we're getting to some like fake government conspiracy theories. But this, it, what this one's confirmed, very very confirmed. So right, the government has paid like reparations, like it's that confirmed. Not a lot of it, like definitely not enough, but they've done some. Not enough. I read, I mean, even to, because Canadians are involved too. I think Canadians yeah. each got like $100,000. It just doesn't quite seem like enough. Yeah. Mm-mm. But yeah, the CIA's mind control program where they basically were like forcing drugs on people. Sounds like it could have been a good time. Definitely wasn't a good time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it sounds like it would be super fun. And, like, there were some people who volunteered for this, but um, the the legalities behind the non-volunteers is really where things get sticky. Yeah, so this first episode, we're going to go into the overview objective, just the, you know, broad spectrum of what MKUltra was. And then next episode, we're going to get into the really effed up experiments and victim stories. Yeah, I mean, like, we're talking about, like, crimes against children, children committing crimes, and all, everything in between. Some deaths are involved. Some deaths are definitely. Yeah, but they don't really know the final number on that, which is unfortunate. Yeah, and that's another thing that you'll come to learn is that it's so hard to garner information on MKUltra because so much of it, if not most of it, was destroyed. Mm Mm-hmm. So what's our interesting of the week? Well, this was your idea. This was my <laughs> idea because I finally have a story for it unlike the last two episodes where I'm like, um, um, I don't know. But it's funny because I'm pretty sure the last two episodes were also your idea. I know, and I didn't have any content for them. You did not. But because this episode is highly focused on drugs and we're like the most boring people when it comes to drug consumption we're going to be talking about the first time we consumed marijuana yeah marijuana something i can literally buy across the street right now same because we both live in recreational states so that's pretty cool 
Although I'm kind, I'm going to be taking an alternative route on mine. I'll go first, just because. Okay. I, I'm gonna have to severely defend myself during yours. So ah, I'm yes, just gonna get yes, my story true. out of the way. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. So my first time marijuana experience was pretty lame. So that's why I'm taking an alternative route here. But <laughs> like, I'll still tell it. Basically, my study partner in AP history got me high for the first time. Was this in high school? Yeah, senior year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Alex, and she 100% does not listen to this podcast, so <laughs> whatever. But um, all that happened was that she packed a bowl for me, taught me how to smoke it, and then she took me on a car ride so I could see Christmas lights, and that was it. Hey, I respect it. She took you on – at least she gave you, like, a stimulating experience after. She wasn't just, like, now sit here and soak in your own anxiety. Exactly. Yeah, she was, like, my marijuana spirit guide in a sense. That was that. Instead of like trying to turn that into a super riveting tale for our listeners, um, I decided instead I'm going to share my recent adventures on Ambien. <laughs> Yay! Also known as what is eventually going to end my marriage. So, <laughs> so I got a shipping notification from Amazon that I had sheets that were going to be delivered in two days. Okay. <laughs> so I took a screenshot. I was I looked at this shipping notification that I went into my orders I'm like okay so it says that I ordered sheets I'm like that's weird I don't remember doing this so I took a screenshot and I sent it to Mike because I knew I was on Ambien the night before and then this is not the first time I ordered something on Amazon but it's just like it just seems such a weird purchase for me just ran just sheets like did you feel like you needed sheets or yeah so I Mike and I had been talking about buying new sheets it was just one time we were at target i was like should we get more sheets while we're here because we had two sets of sheets but then one of them um had holes in it from the dogs so we threw uh, it away so we just have one set right now which makes it. it like when you want to wash your sheets at the end of the week it's like you just you just have to be really on top of your laundry so that you like get them yeah. washing back on the bed but um so yeah I, I took a screenshot and i sent it to mike and i wrote Got a shipping notification text from Amazon. Guess I ordered sheets last night whilst on Ambien? Question mark. Don't know if I discussed this with you, but we have new sheets on the way. And he replied back saying, you did discuss this with me and we agreed not to order them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. With like a bunch of the crying, laughing emojis. So uh, there's that. Just a complete disregard. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. I... I questioned him on it. I was like, when did we talk about it? He told me that I woke him up. (laughs) Said I found sheets on Amazon. Should I order them? He said no. Because first of all, they're like this powder blue color. That is just something that you'd find in your grandmother's house. Which does not match anything in our bedroom. And two, they're microfiber, which feels comfortable, but they get really hot. And Yes. So it's just like, was not a great idea. So he explains this to me. And I'm like, you're right. 100% won't order them. <laughs> so here we are. Did they come? They came. They have to get returns. I was like, are you returning them? Mm-hmm. I'm, I have to pay shipping, but I can return no, them. No, you, you even did one where you had to pay for its actual return. I was clearly not of sound mind at the time but like i said this is not the first time i've done this and okay so i don't take ambien that often i take it when i have migraines because 
as all of our friends know, I have chronic migraine, which means that you have 15 or more migraines a month. And um, like I said, all of our friends know this and are probably sick of hearing it. So it's like all I'm going to say on the matter. But sometimes I have to take Ambien in order to help myself like get to sleep if I'm just hopped up on some of these drugs that have caffeine in them or whatever it may be. And um, a lot of times when I take the Ambien, I have this like caffeinated migraine medication coursing through my veins. So I don't feel the effects of the Ambien right away. And I think like it's not like I just like immediately go to bed. I feel like I can like do things like I can like do some chores or whatever. So I just don't by the time it hits me, I'm not in bed and I (laughs) just continue to do things. But while asleep, so it just it doesn't make sense. But it makes her quality storytelling. It does. So um, I've ordered I ordered a foam roller and that's actually come in handy. I really it's like a bright pink foam roller I don't know <laughs> the colors to me like I've got powder blue sheets a pink foam roller I don't get it <laughs> um I got a book the book I did need though because it was for book club oh and the best one was a paint by numbers oh my gosh this one looks like it looks like it was done by da Vinci yes it's impossible it isn't it's going to take me maybe five years to complete it just looking at it, like the all the lines and numbers and stuff that I have to fill in just looks like a migraine in itself. It's just, it's nauseating. Have you actually started it? I sure have. <laughs> I need like weekly updates or at least monthly. Oh, I, I will. I will definitely <laughs> give you some updates on that. <laughs> I've seen this one. It's in, it's insane. I've never seen a paint by numbers like this. Like I thought they were just like made for kids, but apparently not. They're also made for psychopaths. So here we are. <laughs> I'll take a picture. I'll put it on our Instagram. Yeah, do it. So funny. So tell me about your first experience with marijuana. Well, Paige. Like, I wonder if like Ambien was part of MK Ultra. You know, because like they they experimented so much with like sleep deprivation and. As well as, like, long-term sleep had to on some level. Yeah, maybe. I don't think it was a thing back then, but maybe that's where it was invented. True. We'll never know. Okay, so my first time consuming drugs, a.k.a. marijuana, I was... Annika and I in college, like, we loved the show Glee. Great. (laughs) Great show. You know... It's, like, kind of embarrassing to think that, it, like, we love that show so much. But it was great music. And you know what? It made, like, a lot of old school music, like, come back for our generation. So I appreciate Glee. I still have a, a deep appreciation for Glee. And I'm not even embarrassed by it. Oh, well, there you go. I feel like I just don't know anyone else that actually watched that show besides us. You know, you're right. You're right. <laughs> and I, I tell people, too. I'm like, well, I knew somebody on the show. Okay. So starting from, like, season four... One of the characters that was on Glee went to high school with me. Like, did we hang out on the weekends? Absolutely not. But, you know, got to yeah. gotta show my love, right? <laughs> Her character was a weird one. Like, that was like a weird they, – they tried to sort of do like a transition cast. And they, it didn't yeah. work out. And they ended up like abandoning it. Right. Anyways. Uh, so we watched Glee. What was that? Like every Thursday? I don't even remember. And Tuesdays or Thursdays. I don't know. Um, so I was going over to Annika's house to watch Glee with her, and it was over the summertime, and, like, all of our friends were over, and it was great. It was fun. And so Annika, like, breaks out this Tootsie Roll, and this Tootsie Roll is, like, 
really squishy. And I remember that. And I'm like, I was like, hey, like, do you want some of this Tootsie Roll? My mom brought it back from, like, Europe. And I was like, yeah, give me some of that Tootsie Roll. So I take, like, this, like, massive bite. And, like, as I'm chewing it, I begin to realize that it does not taste right. <laughs> In fact, it tastes wrong. And... <laughs> I'm, like, chewing, and I'm, like, God, this is terrible. And Annika instantly has no chill and starts laughing, as she is right now. No, I was I was kind of – I was okay, so first of all, our friend Scott was there because he was yeah. the one who brought the Tootsie Roll over. And oh, nice. that was the weird thing, too, is that, like, Scott has never seen an episode of Glee. So when Paige came <laughs> over, I think in her mind she's, like, why the hell is Scott here? Yeah. So many things are adding up. Um, While Paige was eating it – Okay, backstory. So I don't sound like a total asshole here. <laughs> it's true. There is a backstory, but this, the story is so much more fun without it. Okay, finish the story and then I'll give my rebuttal. Okay, okay. So Annika starts laughing and I'm like, oh God, this is inedible, isn't it? And she just like laughs and she's like, yeah, it is. So at this point, I've, like, eaten a big bite. And so, like, what do I do? I decide. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm going to be high. Like, I'm freaking out. I'm so scared. And <laughs> I wait, like, maybe, like, five minutes. And I'm like, you know what? Like, fuck it. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So then I take, like, another hulking bite. Well, no. And you, okay, so you, it was maybe, like, half an hour between it because you started eating it, like, halfway through Glee. And then Glee finished, and you're like, I'm not feeling it. And you're like, I'm going to have more. And then, because it was on the counter by the kitchen. And then I went to the bathroom, and I came back. The whole thing was gone. And there was, like, half of it left. And I think there were, like, six doses. Yeah, so it was, like, a medical-grade Tootsie Roll. It wasn't, like, this was pre-recreationally legal. And so it was, like, a medical-grade one. And if you know anything about, like, cannabis, you'll know, like, medical grades are usually, like, way stronger and way more potent because they can be they don't have like the legal restrictions of recreational um so yeah i really went for it so it was like a six dose tootsie roll that i just like ate by myself after (laughs) never consuming any weed in my entire life and so i just remember we're like go downstairs into scott's room and i'm sitting on his bed and you're sitting next to me and oh like the guy i was dating at the time had always wanted me to like smoke weed with him so i instantly told him that i was about to be high so he came over and so, like, we're all sitting there in Scott's room and just talking, and all of a sudden, like, I look down, and I look up, and the entire room is, like, <laughs> I've never had, like, a high like that since, like, ever. You, do you remember, like, diving on top of me when that happened? Yes, and I jumped on top of Annika and just started laughing hysterically because I was like, oh, my God, it's real. My entire life is, like, crashing down on me right now. You were the only one who was high because you ate the whole Tootsie Roll. Yeah, nobody else could get high. What a selfish bitch. (laughs) So we're all just sober watching you. (laughs) That's accurate. Mm -hmm. You're, like, texting your mom, like, I'm so high right now. She's just trying to walk you through it. Oh, my gosh. So funny. And it's so funny now to think about that because it's so stupid. Like, (laughs) Right. I have edibles, like, in my car right now. Like, I don't even know if, if I'll ever eat them. I'll probably end up giving them to, like, Cody or something. <laughs> What's <But>. up, Cody? <laughs> shout out to to our new listener, Cody. Yeah, shout out to my boyfriend, Cody, who decided to listen for the first time ever today. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. Appreciate it. Okay, so here's my side of the story. Yeah. 
All right. So, I mean, we went to school in Boulder, Colorado. I think that's, like, that's enough said as far as, like, smoking weed goes there. School buffs. School buffs. And Paige, <laughs> Paige is asthmatic. Like, let's just put that out there. She's not going to smoke anything because, like, yes. we don't want her to die. Yes. Uh, but then with, like, the legalization of medicinal, like, edibles just started to become a lot more common and um, just, like, uh, more fun. It wasn't just, like, your standard pot brownies that your weird roommate would make, but, like, you could go get candy or, like, cookies and things like that. So Paige was telling the group of guys that we're friends with that wanted her to smoke one day. She said, I won't smoke, but you guys have permission to give me an edible at some point. Yes. And then she says, she follows it up by saying, just know I'm going to be very suspicious of any brownie you ever give me. Yes. So. Not a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> not a Tootsie Roll. So when Scott was telling me he was going to go to the dispensary and he was like, what should I get? He was like, because he knew that he was going to see you later that night. And he was he was present when you said, like, when you gave this challenge to the guys. And he's like, should I get something for Paige? Like, should I pick up a brownie? I was like, definitely not a brownie. I was like, <laughs> get something she won't be suspicious of. So exactly. he got the Tootsie Roll. So, like, we, we had permission. It wasn't like we just did this. And then while you were eating the Tootsie Roll, I did tell you it was inedible. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you, you did tell me. Exactly. I wasn't like, here, eat this. And then like 10 minutes later, like, oh, by the way. No, I knew. I read, Like after I chewed it off, took a bite, I was like, well, this doesn't taste right. And there was for sure an opportunity for me to like spit it out, like mm-hmm. knowing. But I didn't take it. No, definitely not. No. And here we so, are. So yeah, Annika, Annika dosed me, but I gave her permission to dose me. Yes. So. And now Paige is like a psychotic drug addict. I am. And... Yeah, so- Take that dare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just like I take drugs all the time. Honestly, when we were recording talking about recording this episode, like we were gonna be in the same state. Um which like <laughs> also side note, I realized like when I was packing up my stuff to leave Vegas that I forgot my adapter, so I couldn't have even recorded if I wanted to. Oh good. Remember that yeah. time that we were recording a podcast? I drove <laughs> like forty five minutes out to where Paige was. <laughs> Got there, realized I did not bring my adapter, had to drive all the way back home and then all the way back to her. It was rough. Yeah. We both have the new MacBook Pros and they don't take USB, only lightning cords, and it ruins a lot of lives and a lot of gas and a lot of time. Yeah, you are harming the environment, Apple. But speaking of Apple. Yeah. (laughs) This has nothing to do with Apple, but we're we're on Spotify now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then if anybody has a direct line to Tim Cook, please let him know that he needs to, like, figure out his priorities and approve our podcast. Right? Like, I don't give a fuck about this Apple car. I want my podcast approved. I want interesting to be in the podcast app shop. I don't know what they even call it. Maybe I should have done my research. But, (sighs) If anybody can make that happen for me, that'd be great. Perfect. But yeah, we're on Spotify. Tell your mom and <laughs> friends. <laughs> we're big time now. Sorry. We are. Um, so when we're on Apple, we'll be super mega big time. And then um, just get pretty much ready for world domination. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is the next step after Apple. Um, I just noticed this note that's in our... We just got a new SoundCloud <laughs> follower literally right now. Is that what you're laughing at? No, I'm not. I, oh, I got a new SoundCloud follower. Was it the Pocahontas note? Yes! <laughs> I was like, this is hysterical. I was going to try to find a way to organically talk about her, but I lost it. I Okay, so in our show notes, I wrote... Don't forget about Pocahontas this Pocahontas. week because last week we only talked about it when we read uh, my mother-in-law's comment, review, yeah. comment. Yeah. Yeah. But we definitely still have her in every episode. Mm-hmm. Somebody messaged me that they listened to the Disney Princess episode and they were just like laughing at the fact that I said I didn't like Disney princesses, but I also apparently also thought I was Pocahontas and how that didn't quite add up. And... <laughs> I was like, well, little do you know that Pocahontas is about to become a real big theme throughout this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. And it's getting harder and harder to do that. So it might be one of those things that just falls off. Yeah, we'll see, though. I suppose. Yeah. I don't see us doing it in a year, so. <laughs> I don't either. But oh, well. It's going to be a stretch. Still alive today. All right. Back to MK Ultra. You know the reason why you're all here. Oh, I forgot about that. So. MKUltra is the code name given to the CIA's mind mind control program. Uh, This type of work actually began in the 1940s when the CIA took in Nazi, some of the Nazis' top scientists and expunged all of the horrible things that they had done while in Germany and used what they had learned in experiments of their own um, and learned how to like apply them to the U.S.'s goals. Uh, these scientists had learned while working for Joseph Meg- Meg- Mengele. Mengele, thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a super fucked up Nazi who like really liked experimenting on twins and was pretty much just enjoyed torturing people because it was for pretty much for nothing. Um, but they used what they learned working beside him that the right cocktail of trauma and drugs can give someone's personality a complete blank slate. I just finished reading a book um, with Joseph Mengele in it. It was ridiculously insane. Yeah, I listened to the last podcast on the left they did an episode. Oh, they or, did? They did a two-parter on him. Because I actually, I put it in our Google Doc that we should do a, a, an episode on him. Because I finished reading oh, this can. book and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, we can. It's so messed up, the things that he did. Like... He really liked twins and especially identical twins. And he liked to do like one thing to one twin to see how it would affect the other twin. Like he was really liked horribly traumatizing one twin just to see if it had any like sort of like psychic effect on the other one. It was so bizarre. That and just like testing the genetics. Like if he did a certain thing to one twin, how it would alter their their genes. Yeah. They were also obsessed with eugenics back then. But also, so like, he would be, like, when the the trains would come into Auschwitz mm-hmm. and the people would get off, he was the one who determined whether they lived or died that day. Like, he would just send people to the gas chambers. Yeah. He, like, stressed out. Like, there was days that he was supposed to take off and he would refuse to because he it stressed him out knowing that there could be, like, a set of twins that slips through the cracks and is sent to the gas chamber and he, like, wouldn't get them. It's so messed up. So bad. All right. But back to MKUltra. So this project was sanctioned in 1953, and it was organized through the CIA's Office of Scientific Intelligence 
and was in coordination with the U.S. Army Biological Warfare Laboratories. So in 1964, the project started to reduce in scope, and then it further dwindled down in 1967. MKUltra was officially halted in 1973 after over 150 funded research projects costing an estimated $20 million were carried out by the U.S. government. So mind control, like this whole thing sounds pretty crazy. So let's just jump into what they mean by that. The CIA attempted to, quote unquote, control minds by altering brain function and disrupting people's mental states, commonly by means of drugging participants. And like their favorite drug during all of this was LSD. They used other chemical substances, um, tried hypnosis, would use verbal and sexual abuse, isolation, sensory deprivation, and just straight up torture. It was revealed that 80 institutions took place in the research, including universities, prisons, hospitals, and pharmaceutical companies. Mm-hmm. Go team. The CIA used front organizations, but sometimes top officials at these institutions knew about the CIA's involvement. So if this sounds super illegal to you, you aren't wrong. It straight up was. Many of the experiments they performed were illegal as the majority of their test subjects were unwilling and or unknowing citizens of the U.S. and Canada. As Paige said kind of earlier in this, that uh, some of the subjects were volunteers, but most were unsuspecting or they were coerced, such as like prisoners. They were given the option of having extra yard time in exchange for being participants in this program. So obviously you'd say yes, and then it would just fuck you up for life. The project was, sorry. I mean, it, it did. It did. But, you know, that yard time. Yeah. But, you know, Steve Jobs said that he tried LSD, and it's one of the reasons why he was the way that he thought the way that he thought. So there's also that. Shrooms were just legalized in Denver. So they weren't legalized. Let's get. Okay. They were decriminalized. People. Yeah. <laughs> so if you get caught, you're not allowed to. It's still illegal to grow them, but if you get caught consuming or carrying them, you're fine. <laughs> there you go. As far as drugs are concerned, like, like I said, like you and I are both very boring when it comes to drugs, but in like a good way, <laughs> as in we haven't really done drugs. Yeah. I've mm. always been so curious as to what psychedelics are like. Not enough to want to try psychedelics like LSD. I think I'm too afraid to do that. Yeah, same here. I don't think I could do, like, LSD or, like, acid. Mm, definitely not. I'd try shrooms, though. I would try shrooms for sure. There's just something about, like, mushrooms and marijuana which just, just seems so organic and, like, you can just, like, walk into Whole Foods and get it, you know? Yeah, the hippies told us so, so. <laughs> anyway. So, Alex, if you're <laughs> listening to this and you do shrooms now, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's your game. <laughs> <laughs> haven't talked to you in several years but you know it turns out i'm just gonna need annika to dose me so that would be the worst drug to- that would be messed up i mean i guess that's like what we're about to learn though is like that's what the caa did they dosed people with lsd and didn't tell them so imagine oh, yeah. feeling like you're losing your mind full circle here we yeah, go full circle <laughs> so the project was headed by Sidney gottlieb and he was an american chemist and spy master which sounds really cool like imagine having yeah, that on your resume i like that but he began working on the order of cia director Alan Welsh Dulles on April 13th, 1953. So let's talk about Sidney Gottlieb. Fun fact, he was born with a club foot. 
And <laughs> this club foot kept him out of... I shouldn't of... laugh. <laughs> what was that? I shouldn't laugh. I was just laughing. I think the, the term club foot club just foot. sounds funny in general. It sounds more fun than it actually is. <laughs> if we ever decide to start a nightclub, can we call it club foot? Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. So, yeah, the club foot kept him out of service duties during World War II. However, nothing, not even a club foot, could hold him back <laughs> from his number one passion, which is folk dancing. Woo-hoo! Has nothing Yeehaw. to do with has nothing to do with MK Ultra, but I just felt the need to include that. Um, <laughs> so during these mind control experiments, Gottlieb had several nicknames such as the Black Sorcerer and the Dirty Trickster. So like of course they focus on his sociopathic tendencies rather than his passion for dance, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Not you. Also, as part of the Cuban project, Gottlieb proposed assassination plots against Fidel Castro that considered using a poisoned cigar, a poisoned wetsuit, which I'm just like that blows my mind. Right, and also like was like Fidel Castro an avid wetsuit wearer? Right, like did he was he a snorkeler? <laughs> right windsurfer because it's cuba just makes me feel like he was like an avid jet skier you know like dj khaled could you imagine dj khaled on a jet ski with a wetsuit and a clubbed foot foot. (laughs) khaled um he'll be our our first dj at club foot hey so poison wetsuit (laughs) an exploding conch shell and a poisonous fountain pen. So, like, two out of four of those sound, sound more legitimate than the others. You would for sure get me with the poisonous fountain pen. I chew on all of my pens. I don't care if it's a fancy Cartier fountain pen. I'll chew on it. And an exploding conch shell might be the one that does me in. <laughs> I don't really know what that is, honestly. It's like it's the shell that you pick up and you put it up to your ear and you can hear the ocean, <laughs> quote unquote. Oh, my gosh. Because that's the thing that, like... I would receive a conch shell in the mail and be like, oh, did you know you can hear the ocean through these and put it up to my ear and it would explode. Horribly violent. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds more like a SpongeBob, Mermaid Man, and Barnacle Boy plot more so than like assassinating a world leader. But here we are. Here we are. So upon its ending in 1973, CIA director Richard Helms ordered all MK Ultra files be destroyed. Which like you. okay? so when you were in Vegas, we talked about this. Like, because we talked, it was like right after I finished this book about Nazis and we're like, yeah. when you start destroying documents, that's when you know you're in the wrong. And it's an admission of guilt. Mm-hmm. Just like lying. Yeah. You did something wrong. So much of the information on MK Ultra is derived from the few documents that survived, as well as sworn testimony of participants during an investigation by the Church Committee of the United States and General Ford's United States President's Commission on CIA activities within the United States. However, a Freedom of Information Act request in 1977 brought forth 20,000 documents on MKUltra, leading leading to Senate hearings later that year. A lot of this information was declassified in June of 2001, and last year, in 2018, more documents became declassified, including a letter from from an unidentified doctor about dogs with brain implants that would run stop and turn via use of remote control that's crazy i didn't read that part that's insane yeah that's that's freaks me out don't ruin dogs for me i have a few things on this a few thoughts like number one what number two 
how do I get one of these brain plants and brain implants and like how do I put it in my dog because <laughs> I can <laughs> probably benefit from that that's so insane and like what are they like is that something that's being implanted into their bl- into their brain that's making them do this I don't know I don't know I didn't I didn't read too far into this I don't know I think I think we could still benefit from it today <laughs> yeah I mean, I bet they're still experimenting on stuff. Like, that's the thing that, like, the one I think about. I'm not, like, a big government conspiracy theorist, but obviously only 20,000 documents, like, remain from this entire... This is one of the largest CIA operations ever because there's so many different projects within the project that the fact that there's only 20,000 documents, it's, like, the thing... I shuddered to think, like, what else was in those destroyed items. There's actually a conspiracy theory on this that I'll get into in a little bit. But yes, I love a good conspiracy theory, (laughs) even though I just said I'm not one of those. (laughs) Like our podcast isn't going to be about conspiracy theories, but we'll we'll talk about them in relation to our subjects for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right. Oh, and there's like some famous volunteer participants of MKUltra over here. So yeah, Timothy Leary, who is a famous psychologist who studied who. Oh, just kidding. He is a famous psychologist who strongly advocated for the exploration of psychedelic drugs to treat mental illness. And, like, I think, just side note, going back to the whole Denver decriminalization of mushrooms, I've Mm -hmm. heard uh, about a lot of studies that have been done with uh, psychedelics to help people recover from, not recover from, but, like, I guess in a way recover from, like, PTSD and a lot of mental illnesses have Uh been not cured but improved yeah. with the use of psychedelics like microdosing so i'm yeah. for that let's continue research work, in those directions right i used to work for a cannabis marketing agency and uh one of our clients there was like this guy that was with him one night when we were like at a party that i met and he told me how he like does daily controlled doses of psychedelics so to main he had horrible he had horrible horrible depression and he has just like these he's like committed to like living his life with this like these really small controlled doses and he said it like saved his life i'm so for that he's like i don't see it's like i don't look in the sun and like think it's a dragon like it's they're <laughs> controlled um but he's like but it works it's like okay well cool um did you ever read one flew over the cuckoo's nest you know i did i never actually read it but i know it's like a big like counterculture book that everyone loved yeah, I never read it. I didn't even see the movie. Me neither. But um, Ken Kesey, I think I'm saying that right. He was the author of it. He was one of the volunteer participants. Yeah, that checks out. Whitey Bulger, isn't he? Yeah, he's a gangster. Infamous yeah. gangster who recently was murdered in prison. R.I.P. He was exposed to MK Ultra while he was in prison in Atlanta in exchange for a lighter sentence. And George White, the head of MK Ultra and Operation Climax, which probably isn't as fun as it sounds. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> he described the study as a very minor <laughs> missionary, actually heretic, but I toiled wholeheartedly in the vineyards because it was fun, fun, fun. Where else could a red-blooded American boy lie, kill, cheat, steal, rape, and pillage with the sanction and blessing of the all-highest. He later admitted it was hard to maintain, quote-unquote, professionalism after being exposed to so much LSD. <laughs> well. It's hard to maintain professionalism, you know, with all that rape and pillaging and murdering and cheating and stealing and blackmailing. <laughs> and just psychosis in general. Yeah, exactly. 
So this is all fun and dandy, but why were they doing this? Yes. Uh, so why subject Americans and eventually Canadians uh, to such blatant constitutional violation? What could possibly be worth the PR scandal? Um, and I got two words for you that are both in air quotes. <laughs> and it's national security. You know, the same excuse we use for every other every other time we step on the Constitution. Mm-hmm. National security. <laughs> it's for the greater good. For the greater good. Uh, during this time, the U.S. government was at the height of its post-nuclear superiority paranoia and deeply threatened by the spread of communism. During the Korean War, high-ranking members of U.S. military and members of the CIA became convinced that Soviet, Chinese, and North Korean forces had used mind-control tactics on U.S. POWs to extract information. The CIA was interested in using similar methods on their own captives, but also use it to control foreign leaders. That's like that's so American of us, you know? Like, it's not just that we want to do it on a micro level. We want to take it all the way. We want to control the world through this. <laughs> it just makes me think so much of Zoolander. Yeah, and, like, that's so true. Them trying to get him to kill the prime minister of Malaysia through hypnosis. I mean, I do love how like your mind goes to Zoolander when like a mind's like Manchurian Candidate and all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've seen both movies. It just you know Zoolander just sticks with me so much more. I just relate a lot yeah. more to Zoolander, not because I'm a model, but just like level of intelligence. <laughs> Not because I'm a model. (laughs) I mean, I know that might shock a few of you guys that I don't model, but here we are. She's six feet tall. She could model. I saw her try on wedding dresses. It ain't fair, people. I did want to be a hand model at one point. You do have beautiful hands. They're like nice and long, but like not creepy long, you know? Thank you. Your hands are pretty, which is like a weird thing to say, but here we are. When I lived in LA, I got the weirdest compliments. Like, like on your hands? Yeah, like hands. It's just people compliment like your feature, like very obscure features. Well, they say, I love the shape of your nose. <laughs> it's like, do you want a picture for your surgeon? I'll pose for you. But yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> anyway. But you're all natural, so well done. All natty. Sorry, uh, I totally okay. cut you off over here. No, Zoolander you're totally fine. I'm, important. I'm all about tangents, so... The CIA had even gone as far as to plan different scenarios where they would drug and hopefully control Fidel Castro. They had <laughs> such an obsession. I get it, but such an obsession with him. Such an obsession considering Cuba is, like, tiny and so insignificant. Like, I understand, again, like, geographically, it was, like, it's pretty much on the shores of Florida, and so it's, like, so close to the United States, and that's why it's a big threat. But it's so tiny and insignificant that... The, the obsession with, like, Fidel Castro and, like, the propaganda that came out against him and, like, communism in general is mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. The CIA sought to use mind control as a weapon against foreign enemies. And if we're being completely honest, I'm sure they were planning on using it on allies, too. Because, like, it's, you know, once you, once you get interested in mind control, you're already, your, mora- your morals are a little bit lackadaisical than the rest of ours. And you don't. Allies aren't, like, a real thing to you, I'm sure. Yeah, once you're in deep, you're in deep. Really drinking the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this project could have changed pretty much the entire tra- trajectory of human history if it had been successful. Um, however, with such limited information on Ultra, 
it's hard to contribute its successes and failures to specific integrations of the project. Uh, we really, because we don't, we just don't know what they did and like what was successful. So maybe, you know, there, it was successful and there's just like world leaders out there. Let's just being controlled. start that conspiracy theory right here. I'm sure it exists. I'm sure. Well, let's perpetuate it here. Yeah, we'll go down the YouTube rabbit hole soon. Mm-hmm. The primary goal on an experiment-by-experiment level was to determine and undermine every aspect of the target's sense of self. And by target, I mean volunteer and non-volunteer test subject. Uh, So they essentially wanted to question and break down every sense of a person's, like, cultural background, sexual background, their physical being, um, their emotional being, their psychological well-being. That's so disturbing to think about. Right? To think that, like, they you could compartmentalize a person so much that you can essentially just break down who they are as a human being. And then, so there are 17 official goals of MKUltra that were drawn out. Uh, these goals are purposely ambiguous, and the ambiguity gave the CIA ample room to explore drugs, materials. And when I say materials, when I go through this... They said materials, like, to for ambiguity. Material could be, like, a drug. It could be, like, some sort of physical act. It can be uh, biological. It can be psychological. It can be anything. Wow. Um, yeah. So, ample room to explore drug, drugs, materials, and other abuse methods outside the scope of reason. Meanwhile, like, somebody gets caught with a gram of marijuana back in the day and they're locked up forever. And I know. Our, our whole government is just going rampant with drugs. Come right? on. They're dosing a town with LSD in their water supply. Oh. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Um, okay, so here there are 17 of these goals. So just like bear with me. Like I'm going to say them and then there'll be some commentary. But yeah, there are 17 of them. Substances which will promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to, point, to the point where the recipient would be discredited in public. So essentially, able you would be making somebody so crazy that you could discredit them, and by discrediting them, you're just making them go batshit crazy. Mm. I know that this was like brought up, and essentially at the beginning, especially with again their obsession with Fidel Castro, they thought about just dosing him to making him like lose his mind, and then that essentially discrediting him and like communism along with it. I never realized that that's a huge fear of mine, but now that's a huge fear of mine. Yeah, no, it's so true. I mean, one of the worst things that you can do to a person is call them crazy. Right. And turn everybody against them. Exactly. It instantly discredits anything that they say thereafter. Mm -hmm. It's it's so terrifying. The second one, substances which increase the efficiency of uh, mentation and perception. So they, like, wanted to make people smarter. They wanted to make, like, super people, like, super soldiers. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They wanted to come up with something that would, yeah, Adderall. <laughs> this probably could have been Adderall. <laughs> but not only just, like, make them, like, focus, but make them receive information more, like, better. Yeah, I definitely didn't get that effect when I took Adderall back in the day. Yeah. It's true. I just watched The Royal Wedding. <laughs> At 4 a.m. <laughs> At 4 a.m. So, I mean, it's these things. It's it's This one is, like, troubling to me because they – like, we'll get into it next episode when we talk about sort of, like, the specific uh, projects. But they, like, they learned that 
if you like abuse a child, their like vision gets better and their uh, ability to maintain memories, like whether it's photographic or not, gets like increases by like an X amount. Like it's creepy. The amount of thing, like what trauma can do to a person in order to survive. And they essentially spent like years exploring like the boundaries that they could push on that. <sighs> Materials which will cause the victim to age faster or slower in maturity, which I think is actually hysterical. They're like, why don't we just throw the fountain of youth in here with our objectives? Let's go. Is this when Botox was invented? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Um, I don't really have anything specific for this, but I just actually kind of find this one funny. They're, they're just. It's like, this is when you know when you're reaching. That is. And then also, what's the opposite of Botox? Like, what would make you age faster? I guess, like, any other kind of drug, like, here. Yeah. Take some right? heroin or heroin. Meth. Yeah. That's, like, instantly what I think is, like, meth and heroin mm-hmm. any, or any intravenous drug. Or even cigarettes, I'm just saying. My, great, <laughs> my grandmother is an identical twin, and her sister smoked. It probably still does. And she doesn't. And... To look at them side by side is insane. Or just uh, like sun exposure too. Have you ever seen pictures of old truck drivers? Like the whole left side of their face is all like wrinkly and droopy. But then the right side of their face looks a lot more youthful. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. I love this so much. But SPF 50. Yeah. We've had to. I've had to become friends with uh, SPF over the last couple of years. Yeah. It does not help you age well. I mean, it does help you age well. Whew. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, just lost a sunscreen sponsor there. <laughs> Sun bum, I love you. <laughs> uh, this one, materials which will promote the intoxicating effect of alcohol. So I was like, what is this? Like booze without booze? Like literally booze without booze is one of your goals? I also wonder if like you, if you can heighten the effects of booze without actually consuming more booze. Does that mean that you don't have a hangover? Because that's dangerous. Ooh. That's the kind of booze I want. Yeah, exactly. Especially you. Like, anybody 30 or older, I'm not there yet, but I just get really, like, again, migraines. We won't talk about it. But, <laughs> yeah, like, and then your hangovers just get worse as you get older. So, if someone yeah, wants to market I mean, they that, do. let me know. They do. I, that's why, like, day drinking becomes so much more appealing as you get older because, like, it gives you, like, an entire night to recover and then like you get to go back to sleep after you've recovered (laughs) yeah and you can even recover midday too just take a little power nap and if you wake up from your power nap you're like nope need to keep going it's already 9 p.m you just keep sleeping yeah i like much rather would day drink than to like go out until 2 a.m i was out until 2 a.m for like the first time in forever on saturday night and by like the last hour i'm like this is why i don't do this anymore i started to feel that way around the age of 24 So nowadays it's like 10 o'clock's my limit. Look out, world. (laughs) There was definitely a period of time when we were both living in the same state. I had to come to the pregame and then I'd leave while you guys went out to the bars. That's true. That is accurate. Materials which will produce the sign and symptoms of recognized diseases in a reversible way so they may be used for malingering. Uh, I think malingering means like faking illness. Oh, so like what I did every day in third grade. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, exactly. I have a stomach ache. I can't go to school. Right? I can't wait to have a kid and like when they're faking it, be like, you're just such a malingerer. <laughs> <laughs> Which they will be malingerers because they'll all be vaccinated and they won't have any diseases. 
Exactly. Exactly. That's a whole other topic for a whole other podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Materials which will cause temporary slash permanent brain damage and loss of memory. Uh, So in MK Ultra, they get like really excited about electric shock. Not electric shock therapy, just electric shocking people. Like one of the experiments that they did, they... There, there was sort of like a standard for electroshock therapy where they would like reach a certain level of shock and then they come down. But in MK Ultra, they experienced experimented with forty times that level, and their obsession with electroshock therapy is ridiculous. I really don't know a whole lot about electroshock therapy, but I feel like that would be very damaging to the brain at a certain point. Like you get to a certain level 40 of electricity. Times. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, like electroshock therapy is like. A brain, it's almost like a forced seizure. And, like, I'm sorry if this is so wrong and it might be, but I think it's like a forced seizure almost. And so that you're, it makes your brain like reboot and like your levels kind of even out. And that's why it's used a lot for people who have like severe depression. This makes me think a lot about Captain America. And I'm just sad that number one, like, at least as far as we know, no super soldiers were created. <laughs> and the making of the Avengers. This is the setup for every superhero, like, origin story. Oh, it's true. Why right here? Do we not have any superheroes that were born from this? I don't know. Um, yeah. So the electric through electric shocking, and they would force people into electric shock to be electrically shocked. I don't know like the proper way to say that, so I'm just going with it. And then they would right after force them into a extended sleep, like and by extended I mean like 40 days after like sustaining a coma essentially. Essentially, like, a medical-grade coma. Um, and they found that by doing this, like, over and over and over, people will essentially forget who they are. And you can uh, you can break their personality to the point where they don't even... They have no existence outside of the, rel- the boundaries of that project. They don't know who they are. Which isn't then the benefit of that, that you could basically create whatever personality you want for them. Exactly. You can create whoever personality or like, so say you had a POW and you had like interrogated them and gotten all this information out of them. You could then electrically shock them and completely wipe their memory of the event ever even happening. Wow. So then you can just send them back out there. Yeah. Crazy. Um, substances which will enhance the ability of individuals to withstand privation, which I don't really know what that is, torture and coercion during interrogation and so-called, quote, quote, brainwashing. So this is birthed out of the fear that the Koreans and the Russians had discovered a way to brainwash POWs, and we felt we needed to catch up and then, as always, raise the bar. (laughs) So (laughs) they not only wanted to be able to learn how to extract information from our own POWs, but to how to prevent our soldiers from even giving information. So say that there was, like, you know, like a sound you could make or, like, something, like, some you could somehow stimulate someone by so if they got captured by the enemy they you like flash a light in front of their face or something and their entire memory just gets wiped oh yeah so it's like freddie says relax (laughs) from zoolander exactly see (laughs) should we just title this episode zoolander the real story it should literally just be copied quote quote just like zoolander (laughs) Uh, materials and physical methods which will produce amnesia for events preceding and during their use. Um, so 
This is them wanting to make soldiers do things that were pretty much morally repugnant and then make them forget that they had actually done them. So they weren't traumatized moving forward or they could hold up an interrogation after doing these like morally reprehensible things. Mm. Physical methods of producing shock and confusion over extended periods of time and capable of surreptitious use. This is essentially like rapes and beatings and things like that. This is them giving themselves permission uh, to... Do god-awful things to humans. Do god-awful physical acts. Uh, substances which produce physical disablement, such as paralysis of the legs, acute amnesia, etc. Uh, so the CIA wanted to fine-tune a drug so it would be able to operate so specifically that it would attach the portion that it would attach to the portion of your spine that leads to, to someone becoming a paraplegic. So it's not like due to like any physical trauma. It would just literally like a biological weapon. Wow. Right. Uh, substances Ugh. which produce a chemical that can cause blisters. <laughs> oh, my, <God. laughs> my commentary under this is weird flex, but okay. <laughs> I mean, blisters can be pretty painful. I guess. They, like, inhibit you in some way. I don't know. I feel like that's it more seems... of a biological warfare weapon, though. Yeah. You know, it's not like... like... Is that, like, a sarin reference or something? Yeah. I have no idea. But weird flex. <laughs> 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 substances which alter personality structure in such a way that in such a way the tendency of the recipient to become dependent upon another person is enhanced uh so the cia was super interested in the idea of like stockholm syndrome 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 and how it could be applied during war times mm-hmm. uh i find stockholm syndrome like riveting and there's actually a new movie coming out about why it's called stockholm syndrome and apparently there was like a bank yeah, the bank heist thing. Yeah, yeah, bank heist. And, like, all of the people ended up, like, inside the bank sided with the robbers. Insane. I could kind of see that, though, because you kind of – you get sympathy towards somebody who is now in control of you. Because I, I think when you're in that kind of predicament and somebody is controlling you to that extent, you mm-hmm. will do anything in your power to make them happy. So you kind of – I mean, this is, like, a very loose understanding of Stockholm Syndrome. But yeah, no, I agree. I I don't know. I can totally see how people would get into that mind frame. I agree. Um, a material which will cause mental confusion of such a type, the individual under its influence will find it difficult to maintain a fabrication under questioning. Uh, like, you, you actually wrote this. I was going to say it sounds like weed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I both said. I was like, this honestly has to be weed. Can you imagine trying to tell a calculated lie while on a, while on an aggressive government grade marijuana? And <laughs> <laughs> then I said it has to be weed. That has to be what they're talking about. I would watch a TV show of people that are just stoned off their ass trying to tell a lie, <laughs> right? Trying to tell a convincing lie, right? A convincing lie. We'll put it there. Exactly. <laughs> um. Or ambient, really. Right. All right, so the next one. Substances which will lower the ambition and general working efficiency of men when administered in undetectable amounts. And I said, I take it back. This is definitely marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> something that can something I can literally buy across the street right now. <laughs> it's true. Like, whenever I look you up on Snap Maps, there's, it always just wants to highlight the dispensaries. There's, like, two in walking distance from your house. Yeah, there's two. There used to be three, but two of them are... So there's, like, one place that has recreational and medical. There's another place that has just medical. And then there used to be Sweet Leaf, which was recreational. Um, but they got in, like, big trouble in Colorado. If you live here, 
you know, they got they got in, in trouble for selling too much weed to people who didn't have in-state IDs. Mm. And they were like a chain. They had like five of them here. That'll do it. But any hoot. Um, substances which promote weakness or distortion of the eyesight or hearing faculties, preferably without permanent effects. So I was like, imagine the hysteria that would ensue if you could, and they probably can now, make someone temporarily blind. And if they could successfully make someone, I was like, and then also if they can make someone blind successfully, can they maybe like regenerate people's eyes? Because if so, we need to hook Andre up. We gotta hook Andre up. The thing they do have like eye transplants and stuff now, which is pretty cool. Whoa! The only like my is dad, your dad would not like a qualify. candidate for that. No, because um, he his eyes are completely healthy. It's his optic nerve that's destroyed. So it'd have to be like completely oh. different connection from eye to brain, which like they're not capable of doing. Wow. Okay. So we need to work on that then. Yeah. Come on, government. So yeah, if you have direct line to Tim Cook and now direct line to, I don't know, Trump. (laughs) 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 I don't even know who the CIA director is now, so I got nothing for you. Yeah. Everything's just constantly changing. Everything changes. Yeah. I mean, I imagine it. Like, I would, I wonder, like, what what course through your dad's mind like the day he woke up and he like realized that something was like going wrong oh yeah i i know everything that course through his mind but yeah maybe we'll have him on the podcast someday he's like the coolest guy ever like he would take over this podcast no one would ever listen to us again right they'd be like is andre on this week what if we just included him as a third person on the podcast oh my god i would love that so much we could totally do that all right (laughs) extend the offer i think he listened to one of our podcasts so <laughs> I don't think that makes him a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I rescind my offer. You've only listened to one Andre. Come on, Andre. Uh, no, he said that he listened to uh, the Disney Princess one. And then I think he said he started the sports one. So jury's out on whether or not he finished the sports one. But I haven't heard anything about it. So my guess is he just gave up. Dang flabbit, Andre. I'll save it for therapy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, a knockout pill, which can be surreptitiously ad- administered in drinks, food, cigarettes, as an aerosol, etc., which will be safe to use, provide a maximum, uh, m- a maximum of amnesia, and be subtle. Be oh wait, be suitable for use by agent types on ad hoc basis. That just sounds like Rufalin to me. Yeah, it's a roofie. It has to be a roofie. It'll knock you out. And also you have amnesia. This is the premise of The Hangover. This is the premise of every sort of date rape that's ever happened. Yeah, right here. Conjured up by the United States government. Not every sort of date rape. That was way too broad. But, you know, a lot of date rape. A lot of date rape. And we finally made it to the last one. Uh, A material which can be surreptitiously administered by the above routes and which in very small amounts will make it impossible for a person to perform physical activity. And I'm like, that could literally just be booze. <laughs> it could be booze. It could be marijuana. Yep. Could be anything. So again, like I said, some of these are just so ridiculously broad because they wanted to be able to give themselves such a wide scope that they were like, well, we have to put this very broad language in here so we can do this horrible thing down the line holy after all this came out the president at the time was Gerald Ford 
basically created this executive order about how like you can't do this to people anymore like you can't explore perform experiments <laughs> on humans using drugs and then like later on down the road other presidents like carter and reagan like were like just like no experiments in general <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, how do, why, why do we even need this executive order? This is terrifying. It's insane. But it's an executive order I can get behind. All right, so I think this is the end of part one. So just as a gentle reminder, there will be a part two where we will go over all of the absolutely horrendous, not all of them, whoa, not all of them. (laughs) There's like 134, right? There's like 134 something experiments in mk ultra no we're gonna go over obviously the most horrendous of the 134 um in our next episode it's wild i mean the extent that they went to on all of these experiments and the things they did to prisoners to u.s and canadian citizens to children it's wild wild it's it's i just like makes you wonder how these people like slept at night you know because they thought they were doing something for the greater good. Just like all the That's Nazis. True. That's true. Pe- you, people have justified the most horrendous things for saying it's for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Which it's not. I suppose. But yeah, and then we're also going to go over how it drastically ended as well. Which is very fun. Going over how it ends is fun because you sort of get to see the power of journalism and sort of what it the power it used to wield and i also think it's interesting to see like you know compare that to how things are today in the era of quote quote fake news true and just so many different news outlets today too yeah that's true like everyone's fighting to like just be the loudest voice in the room the loudest in the first yeah especially the first that's the most detrimental part to it all right and that's where we start getting misinformation is when people try to be the first and they start putting out information that hasn't really been confirmed but that's not something that we are going to be experiencing yeah. <laughs> back in 1974 when this all came to a screeching halt it's true um and then what else do we are we gonna do in our next episode Annika? okay so i think it'd be really fun if you guys can send us your first time drug use stories, um, it could yeah. be it could be anything. And if you want to stay anonymous, you totally can. Yeah, I feel like most people are gonna want to be anonymous, which I totally get. Yes. So uh, drop us a comment or just slide into one of our DMs on our Instagram page. Anything. Send us an email. What's our? It's. I know our email. It's interestingpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Go ahead and send yep. it there if you want to. Just send us a text. And uh, yeah, we'll keep it anonymous and we'll we'll read some fun ones at the end of the next podcast. It'll be great. Or at the beginning of it. Or maybe we'll, we'll just scatter it throughout just to keep <laughs> you guys entertained. Right. And also to take a break from the like absolutely horrifying things that were happening. This prisoner LSD story reminds me of this user submission. it's true all righty well this has been fun i hope it's been informative yeah until next time until next time see you guys next week bye bye